Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for joining us for a show that celebrates creating and stories. I'm so ready to tune our imaginations together today, and I think this is going to be a great show. This week, I've been thinking about the stories that we are writing for ourselves and our communities. It started with a headline on my news scroll from InStyle magazine, and Frankly, I usually skip over these stories, but this one caught my eye, the title. Self-confidence is just telling yourself the right stories. And what I was captivated by was the accompanying photograph with the story. It's a 50-plus woman with dark sunglasses, gray short hair, vibrant lipstick, and she's wearing pink leopard print gloves. She's holding her hands up in a triangle shape with her fingers pressed against her forehead and her thumbs at her jawbone and her fingers spread. She has on this dusky rose suit and is wearing a black blouse emblazoned with colorful flowers and blue vines. She is someone who knows her story and is living it on the outside. The article is about how to think about self-love in a new way. Positive affirmations may not be the answer. Clinical psychologist Dr. Jamie Zuckerman in the article says she asks patients to do a value assessment first and determine what matters to them personally, such as friendship, work, and athletics. Here's her quote. I love this. Sitting on your couch for 30 minutes trying to love yourself more by telling yourself to love yourself more is unlikely to produce any meaningful change. She says, however, working in your garden for 30 minutes every Sunday because you value having a peaceful home is way more likely to create feelings of self-love. And I just love that idea of active engagement and aligning that with those things that matter to you. The article continues with an exploration of the more useful and productive tool of self-compassion. Dr. Kristen Neff describes three components that will help you practice self-compassion as being mindful about your suffering, you're kind and supportive towards yourself, and you feel connected to others. It's an intriguing exploration of flipping the script, and instead of trying to get our brain to change to a positive idea, we should acknowledge our struggles and name those feelings. We don't need to push those emotions away, but instead show kindness to our state of mind and resist the temptation to criticize what you're experiencing. Compassion is the key to the story. I love those ideas. And it's, a, it's an interesting article. I, I recommend if you want to read that. Um, but it's, it's still the picture from the article that holds my attention. I just love the spirit of this model is broadca- broadcasting to the world. She is wearing that outfit without a care, and she's got confidence. She knows her values and can tell herself and the world a good story. I'm sure of that. And I believe that it's a wonderful quality to aspire to in a community. Everyone should be able to live their good story. Everyone at any age should be able to find a community that builds their confidence and helps them discover and share their story. We are lucky in Northfield, and we have many of these folks, 50-plus, in our community to show us this way of being. And we are a desirable place for seniors. A lot of folks I hear, they moved here after they retired or because they heard it's a good place to be. And so they have stories and talents and zest for life to share with us. And 50 North is a big part of that story. I'm thrilled today to be able to showcase 50 North on Art Zany Radio for this broadcast. Come art story with us. 
Today in the Arts Any Radio studio, I welcome uh, Director Sylvia Langworthy. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. Thank you. Thank it's a you. pleasure to have you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. You are from the 50 North production of Thomas Dillon's Under Milkwood. We'll talk a lot more about that mm-hmm. in a minute. And also joining us is Michelle, I forgot to check ahead of time, Loken. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the program coordinator at 50 North, and this is your first visit to Arts Any Radio. Yes. Thank yes. you for Thanks being for here. And I think, is it your first visit yes, as well? Yes, I have talked is. about some of the productions that you've been in with other folks. I send other people. And now you're here. Because the cast cannot be, they they are in rehearsal as we speak. Right now, today, right now. that's why you are here. Yeah, yeah. They, are, they are, so hello if, if they're maybe <laughs> taking a break to listen. Perhaps they are. Right. Under the milk wood. No, I've got that. I always add the. It's not. There's an no. under milk wood. Three separate words as, as by Dylan Thomas. This is a spoken word theater production at 50 North. It opens Thursday the 27th and then runs for just two days, Thursday and Friday, the 27th and 28th. And the shows are at 3 p.m. So we want to get that on your calendar and you can get tickets either at 50 North or at the door of the day of the production. So you can, um, they're very reasonable, $10 for adults and $5 for children that are 10 and younger. So we'll talk about the production. But first, I'll have you introduce yourselves. Uh, Michelle, you're fairly new, and I'd love to hear a little of your story and how you got connected to 50 North. Mm-hmm. I am the program coordinator for the the arts at 50 North. I also work with um, the dining program program. Um, Maria Estrada and her crew um, from the Little Frida Cafe are cooking in our kitchen. They're there from 11.30 to 1 every day, and that is open to the public, not just 50 North members. I've seen that on the bulletin as I drive by the Little Frida Cafe, and so that's Mm -hmm. good to know that Mm -hmm. it's not just for members, that anyone from the public is welcome to enjoy some of those delicious foods. And they're there how many days a week? Five. Five days? The weekdays, and she has a daily special for $5 plus tax every day. What That's like the cheapest lunch I can think Mm -hmm. of in town, Mm -hmm. a little hidden secret. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell me how you found uh, found your way to 50 North. Um, I I worked at um, uh, Three Rivers, Mm. and um, we used 50 North as a resource for some of our clients and then saw the job opening while looking for a resource. So... I applied, and I've been there since June 6th of 2022. Fabulous, and it's so exciting to see things uh, coming back to life. Uh, Mm -hmm. Every time I drive by, the parking lot is Mm -hmm. packed during the day, and there's a look at the website, which I should give the website to people. It's just really easy, 50theword50north.org. So folks can go and click, and there's a lot of resources there. Mm Mm-hmm. And and Sylvia, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be a part of Fifty North. Um, I talked to Patty Dew, who was before you, quite a bit before you, and she. Um, I was asking about because she I I had done a class for the Arts Guild years ago, mm-hmm. and she'd been in the class, and so I, you, know, you just. There's so many people. So she, she said, is there something? And I said, oh, I'd love to teach a Shakespeare class. And so I did. And the uh, class was very well attended. And they were very excited. And so we kept, they wanted to stay longer and do more. So, and of course, I love Shakespeare. So we formed the uppity women of Shakespeare when we, uh, five and six people in the group, they're still together. Um, we do the male parts because, you know, Shakespeare didn't, men did women's roles for 500 years. It's about time we had a turn. (laughs) And so we've had a lot, a lot of fun with it. We pick a, we pick a topic and then I plug in all the Shakespeare from all the plays. So like we do clowns. And so I did all the clown scenes. Oh, how yeah. fabulous. Yeah, it so was you fun. really have the to lovers know, and you had to know your Shakespeare to, to be able to pull that one off. Um, I just, you have to love it, I think. <laughs> and I do. It's yeah. clear you yeah, do. Right. It's clear. And, and you're, do you have, uh, you have a background then in theater and that's something that you've, you've done for years. So tell us about your experiences. Um, I, I was a theater major at the University of Minnesota, worked with some excellent people, um, who loved theater and it wasn't just a, 
I think the you know the whole thing is love the art in yourself, not yourself in the art. Ooh, say that and one more right. time. That's love really the art in yourself, not yourself in the art. That's and that powerful, is, and that happens a lot with a lot of and a lot of community theaters. People get together and they want to strut their stuff, and they forget about the playwright mm. and the play itself, and it becomes their vehicle, not the vehicle the playwright intended. Um, yeah, I I've directed at uh, for Augsburg and um, done some things with the U. Uh, and uh, uh, I had a theater in Rochester for 25 years, and we went to the Renfest. I was it was youth theater, so our first we were the only youth group ever to audition, and we there, were there for 25 years. Uh, the first three weekends performing. So it was very, and I wondered why my season, I was tired at the beginning. <laughs> I thought, why am I, my husband suggested, could it be three weekends at the Renaissance Festival? Those are long days with a lot of people. Right. And we camped in the campground, and the kids had to live there, and they couldn't bring their cell phones, which was major. Uh. Yeah, and showers were a big thing with the girls, because mm. they'd only get two minutes or so. <laughs> and one father said, I don't know, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great. I can't, what an experience. I'm sure they talk about it again and again. And then a friend of mine who was a scene designer at the Civic Theater gave me a, 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 a magazine from Augsburg. They put out their Christmas things, and in there was a story by Edna Hong. And so I wrote to her, and I got permission to do her Christmas story, which... And we had a nice relationship with the Hongs uh, and their families and the little Norwegian Nissan. I got very interested in that whole Norwegian culture, uh, which living in Wanamingo had needed to do. Sure. <laughs> right. And now you're here in Northfield. Right. We moved here to retire when my husband retired and, and I left the theater. So, But the theater came with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's. It's always, it's, I said, I have no dialogue that is my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so exciting to have you here. And this production is uh, something that uh, is, is pretty amazing. Uh, can you introduce us to Under Milkwood? It is uh, Dylan Thomas, a poet that, that some may know. Yes, he's, Dylan Thomas is a Welsh poet. Um, uh <laughs> He's a very unusual poet, and his poetry is unusual. Um, and he he visited America three times, and he, during that time, 10 years, I think, he was writing under Milkwood. And I kind of compare it as it's sort of like an Our Town of Wales. and That's uh, a good description, I'd say. Yeah, and all the characters are... You know, it's a it's a uh, readers theater, um, which he did a lot of radio shows because he had this gorgeous voice. Uh, they did do a film with Richard Burton, but he can't compare with Dylan Thomas as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Burton's a pretty good actor. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was Norwegian, wasn't it? Yes, it was. He yeah, did a lot of roles. Right. Let's say that he did a so, lot of roles. Anyway, it's um. He he did it at the YMCA in New York, the first the first performance that was ever done, and it's the only one where he was in it, and he did first voice. And somebody just, as a happenstance, put a tape deck on stage. So we have a recording of Dylan Thomas doing it all, and they said, you want, you, would you like some actors? He said, oh, I think I need Welsh people. Well, Welsh people in New York probably was a little difficult, sure. but there were five again this unemployed actors at the Y, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they came in and he was absolutely stunned by what they did. So he was writing things as they were performing uh, because you know it was unfinished and he wasn't satisfied. He was never satisfied. Uh, what year would this have been? Oh dear, 
I just should have looked that uh, up. That's all right. 50s, 60s, somewhere in there? Somewhere in there, yeah. Yes. 50s. So yeah. it's, a, it's a, a play that's been around, or a drama, radio drama, or as you said, mm-hmm. a spoken word theater production. Right. And he did a lot of spoken word on the, the BBC. Mm. And um, he, I think it was one week after, 10 days after he performed, he died. So, oh, all the changes that have been made with, with my cast, we listen to it. I normally don't, but I thought they need to hear Dylan Thomas read his own work. Mm. And uh, they all said, but there were changes. Did he make changes? And I said, I don't think so. He was probably, unless he from the grave did it. <laughs> I, which... Maybe he could have done that, knowing him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they may uh, have found notes or something. You right. don't know. Yes, right. Well, so. that, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing that there's theater at 50 North, and it's just one of the things that happens. And so uh, we should talk about who can get involved at any of the programs that are happening, the things that, that you're offering in the arts at 50 North. So anyone um, 50 and over can be a member at 50 North, but you don't necessarily have to be um, 50 in order to take the classes. You're welcome to um, take an art class or, or a physical fitness class. Um, the membership is for the workout center and the pool. But there are other ages welcome there to, to take the classes. I think that's important to get out there and to you know make that connection in the community because there are a, a lot of talented people like, you know, like Sylvia who have come to retire here who have a lot to offer. And so uh, they are teaching things. I was looking ahead at the, at the class list and I was surprised at the variety mm-hmm. of classes and the, you know, just the, um, just, you know, it feel, feels like you you would find something if you were looking. So maybe we should spend just a minute talking about some of the classes that are being offered um, upcoming in just right around the corner is a Sayori. I think that's how you say it. So- Sorori. Sorori. Mm-hmm. Weaving. Oh, that's a that's a, a word that does not pronounced like it's written (laughs) and that's a a weaving start to finish with Kathy Anderson who people have probably seen her work around town Mm -hmm. Uh, it's beautiful yeah and uh, that is a a loom class the heddle loom and the pictures on the website are absolutely beautiful Mm -hmm. the people so this will be the third class that she's taught because it's so popular and um, what they create in there is beautiful and, and they have a lot of fun doing it. This one is going to be unique because they're going to be learning how to warp as well. Mm. She, um, the past couple of classes, mm. she's done the warping, and they the students just come in and do the weaving. So this is going to be warping and weaving. That is that is a challenging part of, mm-hmm. of weaving, mm-hmm. and uh, that's wonderful. And you have something about um, preserving your memories, which I think is really great. I love the opening line here. Do you have precious photos stuck on your devices? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess <laughs> that's all of us. Yes. Yeah, so um, she is going to teach how to um, take them off your devices, possibly organize them, or... Or make them into cards or make them into, take the pictures and make them into something else or put them in, she's also a scrapbook teacher, so. Multi-talented. Yeah. Yeah, and I can do, I I have a project in mind that I know I need to get started on, Mm -hmm. and that sometimes you just need that, right? Someone who's done it before and Mm -hmm. can take you through that. There's a wood-turning demonstration that's off-site, but it is in John Van Ast's workshop, mm-hmm. and you know, there's it's pretty mem- mesmerizing to watch somebody turn wood. Mm-hmm. Mm. It and so uh, a skilled wood wood it can just create magic when they're doing mm-hmm. it. And it's going to be an hour long, and and that's also start to finish. So he's going to create a bowl, or I'm not sure what his project is, but he's going to create something in an hour, and so people can <sighs> see how how he does that, what his craft is. So, And he's very talented. He he had his work um, in our gallery last fall, and it's gorgeous. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful. And there's everything from, those are just the classes that are happening like in the next week, week and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some jewelry making, rose mulling, scrapbooking again, more weaving. Uh, there's uh, composition drawing and color, 
which is uh, got two sections, and I've heard her classes. That's Kate Douglas. Yes, are very popular. They <laughs> are. They yes. are. People always want to learn from Kate. She's just wonderful, um, great teacher, and just a very kind person. So, yes, her classes are always full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's even some felting and card making, and. Sylvia, you're having a class coming up. That's in June called Hat Making. This sounds like not not just any ordinary hat class. Tell us about your class. (laughs) We're doing the hats of the Dowager Duchess from Downton Abbey. Mm. No matter what they put on her head, she made it look gorgeous and wonderful. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to, as... I'm doing the base of the hat, and then they will decorate them, and then we're having a a hat parade, <laughs> so they will model their hats, and ending with a, a little, what, uh, do, uh, tea with the dames. Tea oh. with the dames. <laughs> On the patio, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, we got right. our fingers crossed. It'll right. actually right. eventually be spring here. <laughs> tea and crumpets. Yeah, oh. yeah, tea and crumpets. What a delightful, uh, that's an afternoon, that's Wednesday, June 7th, uh, starting at 9.30. So it's all one day. You'll mm-hmm. decorate the hats. and well, then... no, they, they, do the, they do the parade the next day? Yeah. yeah. The parade oh, and the, the tea is, is um, on So the they eight. can go home and add any other or stuff. Or just finalize. The more you put on it, the more it's <laughs> down to Nambi. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, that sounds like so much fun. Uh, so that's something you can register for. And if someone wants to register for a class, how do they do that? Um, they can call the front desk or they can register online. You can see um, pictures of classes um, and the costs and descriptions on our website. It's really easy to do then. It and- is. And they're really reasonably priced. I think that that you you know for the experience you get and the mm-hmm. connections you can make mm-hmm. and the new skills you can learn, it's it's worth it, worth it. Mm-hmm. So I've taken several classes and they're really fun. And the, like you said, the instructors are knowledgeable and they're very they they're accessible, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of times they aren't. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that's really nice. And everything is back in person now. Yes. But, uh, um, we. We do have the option of Zoom, especially with some of our fitness classes. Um, So if people are still unsure about COVID and and are more comfortable exercising in their home, um, that's been an option. Um, Craig, um, the fitness um, instructor, or the the program coordinator for the fitness department, I should say, um, said that people even um, go on vacation or even... Um, had someone take a class when he was in Europe. So it, I guess you bring it with you right. when you, yeah. you have yeah. that ability to do the Zoom mm-hmm. option. And it sounds like they, they don't want to get disconnected, so they want right. to bring it with them. Mm-hmm. And he makes exercise fun. He's wonderful. <laughs> He's a great storyteller. <laughs> that's important. Stories, that's what we're talking yes. about today. Folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Art Zaney, Radio for the Imagination. I'm here with the delightful Sylvia Langworthy and also Michelle Loken of the uh, 50 North. Michelle is the program coordinator for the arts and uh, Sylvia is the director of this new production, Under Milkwood, by Dylan Thomas, a spoken word theater production, which opens up next week, Thursday, April 27th, and Friday, April 28th. Both shows are at 3 p.m. at the uh, 50 North, which is located on Jefferson Parkway, and it's really easy to find. There, are, You can get your tickets in advance, but I suspect even at the door, they'll yes. be spots available for folks to come and those tickets are ten dollars for adults five dollars for children and that are 10 and younger although i don't this play might be a little uh tell tell me about um because it's gonna it's a long story but and it's a lot of voices so it might be hard for some younger kids to well i think the fun that the characters are i um yeah uh I think you, people have to be their own judge of that. But, yeah. Uh, it is, uh, <laughs> they're laughing now more at each other this week has been really, really fun. And I said, you, you know, you can't do that in performance. <laughs> right? Yeah, let's. <laughs> one scene you can, right? One, <laughs> one you get, right? The rest of it, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, there are. Uh, 
uh, as many as I think I've read 53 characters, mm-hmm. and but you don't have 53 actors. I have nine. <laughs> so nine actors, and there's there's um there's three there's three kind of framework people. Captain Cat, who is blind, so it's always been that we see better if we don't see, right? <laughs> we listen and we and uh, first voice and second voice. But in the other the other three times that I've directed the show, they said they liked what they did, but they really wanted to do the characters. So I've given them uh, first voice has a great deal, but he gets one delicious character, <laughs> and second voice I think has three. So and they are multi talented. Yes, um, yeah. So it's it's really fun, and they and everybody they they do they clarify. You know immediately that they're not themselves; they're mm-hmm. somebody else. And that's, Through their voices. I was going to say, that's the trick. I, I think that I want to thank the Northfield News for the article that they did. I learned that they were, you, you cast it based on voice. Yes. And so it's not about their acting. It's it's the sound. Tell us about that process of, of making the selections. Well, different voices take us different places, I think. And... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've just, and this is a stupid thing to bring up maybe, but just in the last two weeks I have realized that on public radio there are two women's voices who sound just like Charlie Brown. You know, when they do... <laughs> <laughs> they sound, and I was in the other room and I thought, what, Charlie Brown? And I went in and I went into the kitchen where the radio was and it was, it was something else. So I, voice quality... And hearing your own voice, that is really difficult. Uh, I don't I don't like to hear my own voice. There's probably not many that do. No. And you go, oh, that's not me. Um, but, uh, and the, the danger, I think, sometimes with Thomas is to do too much with the dialogue mm. because it's so, um, <laughs> it's so creative. And I have said, no, let Thomas carry it. We don't need to cutesy-poo. No, we don't need to do that. Uh, and that's, you know, that's pretty much everybody understood that. And how the the new people have picked up what the, the core group is working on. And now they're sharing back and forth. The voices are bouncing like they should. And I'm, you know, I go home at night. I... Last night I didn't sleep at all. I could just, I was worried about today because I'd worry about little things. And I could hear their voices. And I thought, oh, I need to work on that scene. (laughs) Oh, wow. But again, it's just, yeah. But I love Reader's Theater, and I think it's it's a nice vehicle for um, people who are older who I had one actress when we did the clown scene and I had her down on the floor and I said, are you all right? <laughs> and she said, I got down here, Sylvia, but I'm not sure I can get up. <laughs> okay, Sylvia, you're not directing teenagers anymore. <laughs> but it, it calls for something different that we have to share. Uh, we have a richness of memory that we draw on, which Thomas draws on. We have memories of our childhood when we do Child's Christmas in Wales and you know, half the rehearsal is spent, oh, I remember that when we did this. So it's, yeah, it's, it's very exciting to, to work with that and to maybe draw attention to it, which you haven't thought about for a long time, if ever. Yeah, and people may recognize the cast members. I'll go through the list. We have Michelle Camp, mm-hmm. Jim Haas, Helen Dillon, Danita Rogers, Ollie Fisher, Patsy Dew, Marie Gary, Deborah Ray Miller, and David Miller. Yes. There's some some new names and some uh, you know names that people may have heard before. Oh yes, I think they've all been very active. I think. And that yeah, and and David does the uh, band at Senior Center, which mm-hmm. is another element. Tell yes. us about some of the musical things that happen at because I'm always hearing about performances or concerts or. Mm-hmm. Lessons are all kinds of things. Yeah, we have some very talented musicians at Fifty North, and, and that that want to keep keep performing. Um, they just 
have a love for music. So we have a 50 North uh, band, which has about 25 members in it, and they meet uh, Mondays at 4. Um, Tuesdays, the Troubadours, which is a men's choir, they practice. And I have a show coming up for their big concert mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. at the end of the month. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to learn more about their group. They've been yeah. there for a long time, long mm-hmm. history with the, the 50 North mm-hmm. and the Senior Center. Um, we have a string group. So it's ukuleles and guitars. Um, they meet on Wednesdays. They have a lot of fun together. Um, and Thursdays, we have a chime choir then they performed yesterday during lunch, and it was just lovely. They're very talented, and they, they just enjoy um, performing, and they they it's a lifelong thing. Music is a lifelong learning and something to enjoy. So, um, Can I just interject? Because yeah. I saw the band last year at Christmas when they did their big Christmas thing, mm-hmm. and I had never, ever done that before. I guess maybe we were out of town, or I don't know. Anyway, I just thought they were delicious. Mm -hmm. They had so much fun with the music. And David, he is an extraordinary director, which just, I got the giggles. And their instruments, they love them. They, mm-hmm. they abs- they're so shiny and they're just, it's just mm-hmm. it was a whole new dimension for me to see and to really, really, mm-hmm. really, really like. Well, it sounds like to me that uh, that what people bring to 50 North, you, you can help amplify or connect them with mm-hmm. people who have that passion, too. For sure. Um, and I sh- don't want to leave out the seasoned sing- singers, which are a women's choir. And then, um, as you mentioned, David is the band director. He right now is teaching a... West African drum class, which has been popular. What so. isn't happening at the 50 North? <laughs> there are a lot of things happening. It's a lot of fun. Um, so if you haven't, please come out and, and try something. We do have a one-time free pass to a class if you just want to try it. Mm. So I encourage you to come because there's a lot That's going neat. on. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that, that uh, folks aren't always aware of, right. you know, how you know, who can get involved. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about uh, anyone can come for the lunches and you can be a class member, you know, from anybody in the community to all the offerings that you have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you you know, 50 plus is where you need to be to be a member. But uh, there's a lot to enjoy for, for the community. And mm-hmm. uh, we were talking a little earlier how it's not as well known maybe. Uh, it's right. kind of like mm-hmm. this... Uh, uh, Gem, I mm-hmm. would say. Yeah. So. It, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. And what are the ways that, that we can help tell people about it? What are the things, if you were to describe the community at 50 North, what would you say? A family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's yeah. what you agree. And, and Milkwood is a family. It's a community of people of a small town coming together. Yeah, let's talk about the the way that the, the um, production goes, because it's, it's under Milkwood. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's kind of people telling their stories mm-hmm. and then living their daily lives. Uh, yes. And yes. but it's multiple voices that are, and so like you mentioned, the the actors getting in rhythm with each other to be able to you know uh, have their lines hit the mark. So it's almost almost like you're creating a song of it. You, you have to hit your beats. Yes. Yes. And this, it's um, they're very individual. Um, the the I suppose what everybody's getting a kick out of now, which is getting wilder, <laughs> is the gossiping women around the trunk pump. Oh, and, and it, I think the line is, uh, "Who's dead? Who's dying? Uh, who who did this? Who did that?" And oh, the cost of soap flakes. Say it again. The cost. <laughs> oh, the cost of soap flakes. Oh, soap flakes. So, oh, I, and, I hadn't heard this, soap flakes for a long time. <laughs> well, I think that's, yeah, that's that's probably period, yeah, right. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, um, it's kind of a, it, I said like doing it after COVID was important to me because there is a whole sense of community that we missed and we didn't know and it took a long time and we've, you know, and we're still regrouping from mm-hmm. that. 
Uh, so it's all of us together make a community. We make North, 50 North, we make Northfield, we make Minnesota, we make the USA, we make Upper Midwest. Mm -hmm. We're groups. Uh, uh, when I was at the U, people said, oh, isn't it big? And I said, it's only as big as you make it. And I was very shy and from a small town, and I just thought it was the most exciting thing in the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, it's just, yeah. How have you handled, um, because it is, he is a Welsh writer, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, some, and of course, he would have spoken it with a, a, a Welsh accent, mm -hmm. and that um, is something that's, did you, did it's you? Not, it's not so much a Welsh accent as that, that he has this beautiful, mellifluous voice that just uh, cries out to be heard, and by putting it on radio, you're forced to listen, not watch, so, you know, it's. It's making we're a reader's theater. We have to be careful that we don't do things facially that distract from the language. Yeah, that would be a challenge yes. for an actor yep. who's used to being on stage and having to project through, you know, well, worry well, or yeah, happy yeah. or any emotion that yep. you can name, and then to to have to have people focus just on the language. Yes, that would which be... is gorgeous, <laughs> but it is. There are sometimes uh, four lines before there's a period, and I said punctuation is really important. So you get these little series, and I said you have to build those series. So you build maybe five listings, boop, five listings, and then there's a comma, and then you have to start the next. So it's this constant building till the very end, and then you get a breath. Yeah, that is so important because uh, it is the writer's instruction of how to uh, how he wants it engage with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, oftentimes, when I'm listening to people read read their poetry, I'm if I'm helping them to work on a piece, I can catch that yes. you know you you paused and you didn't have a comma there. I think you intended to have, or I can hear you know when they aren't. Um, you know what what's written isn't how they're saying it, and we got to get that right because you want to have the right right uh, message. And the problem right now with readers see it is that they're all well, not all of them, but several of them are still hooked on the script, although they know enough. And I said, the minute you look down, you're gone. The audience, Nick, you're gone. You don't exist. You are the you are the interpreter to us out here. And if you're not doing, if you're looking down at the book. We want to look down and see what's so interesting there that you're looking at. That is probably one of the scariest things about doing, a, whether it's a reader's theater yeah. or a production, is that memorization. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your uh, tricks for helping people to... There are no tricks. You just <laughs> memorize it, and if you love it, and you make it work. And, uh, and that's what rehearsal is about. Repetition? Well, not just repetition, but saying, okay, what you did there... We need to, and sometimes reworking it 10, 12 times, just mm. one sentence. But if you do that well, they're quick enough that they can apply it then to the rest. And so, you know. That's that's so, a, a, yeah, three a, a weeks admirable of rehearsal. We're spent doing. That. I am sure that that's admirable, I, that, and that's what I enjoy when people are successful, and you just you know see them on the stage, and mm -hmm. they, you know, when they've got it. You as an audience member can tell, right? Yeah. You 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 engage with it in yeah. a new way too. And they, what was it? somebody said? Are you sure people are going to get this? And I said, if you do it right, they will. <laughs> yes, it's back on you. It's, don't blame your audience, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. But it's well, we've done readers theater for them before. The Shakespeare we do is readers theater. We do some acting with that. But the, Dylan Thomas, we did. Uh, Christmas memory, Crewman Capote. Uh, so that's all. But now with the band, I want to do, when I saw the concert last year, I was introduced to the euphonium. Mm-hmm. I only thought that was something in the Music Man. It says that word, which is really fun to say. So I said, someday I want to do a play. The background is all euphoniums and tubas. 
That's it, because they never get their fair shake. Well, we have a lot of great brass players in this community, so <laughs> yeah. I, I think you'll have no trouble finding people to... We might have trouble just doing anything with it, right? <laughs> It'll take off. And we have to go fast to catch up. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, that's good. Yeah. And, and that is, you know, I think one of the, you know, the goals, I think, of, of 50 North is just, uh, there's uh, there was... In, on the opening page, I'm trying to remember the, the words that they used to talk about the mission, uh, but I'm not, not recalling and I didn't write it down. But making those connections is uh, a really mm -hmm. important part of, of having, you know, some something to look forward to and something to, you know, be a part of. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And what have you noticed from your position in the about a year you've said you've, you've mm -hmm. been here? Well, we try to have something for everybody. Um Craig, um, the fitness program coordinator, he has 50 classes per week lined up in the pool, in the fitness room. 50? Um, I didn't realize yeah. that. <laughs> it's hard to get a personal time with him. Yeah, yeah, he's a personal trainer besides, so he he is busy all day. Plus, he goes out into um, the community and goes to the retirement center and um, different organizations and does fitness classes so he's out in the community besides at 50 north so he is a dynamo he he's yeah he's wonderful to work with i respect my co-workers a lot at 50 north mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is it's a it's a uh, i i've heard nothing but positive things all the time so i'm so excited to be able to talk about this on today's show everybody there seems to work well together there's no mm -hmm. snitting behind that you know <laughs> and that kind of backbiting crap that goes on <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's a good thing we'll take that <laughs> as a <laughs> no it is a good thing and and i also heard that um this is you mentioned to me that it's the fourth time that you've done this under Milkwood, mm -hmm. and that you've done it um, even even back in the high school. You did it. Yes, I did. And because in I'm, fact, one of the actors came yesterday, who's now working in Washington D.C. Oh wow! Which is a hotbed of politics going on. So it was a very exciting meeting. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I saw Mar or talked to Marie, and she mentioned that um, you did that. You did this at Northfield High School, is that mm -hmm. right? Yep. And so she met one of the parents of a student who had been in that, who had some really fond memories of her. Yeah. I think it was her daughter who had been in yeah, it. Yeah, Catherine Grayson. Oh. Yeah. And so I, I'm interested from your perspective, uh, having high school students do the show and then having 50 plus we'll say folks doing the show the high school students picked up much quicker on the innuendos mm. um and weren't afraid of it sometimes we as adults have things we know is that really what they said <laughs> <laughs> oh we start over analyzing yeah, yeah, do you right. think or doubting or what's the um, difference no i think it's it's like if you're somewhere and you hear a joke and it's a little bit strange and you think, I don't think that's what I shouldn't. I shouldn't probably react to that. Ah, the hesitation of, yes, of yes. not. And of course, again, with reader theater, there can be no hesitation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. It was um, Betsy Shaw came yesterday, and she was second voice, and she recalled a point, point because they had they were memorized totally off all off book so it was more staged production than a reader's production mm -hmm. as was the other two also um and she said that first voice had forgotten a line and she couldn't remember what his line was so she just had to pick up the next one she could think of but people were waiting for cues to miss you know it's yeah, yeah, I can imagine that yeah. would be a challenge yeah. uh, because that is it's sort of like being in you know if you're performing in a concert and somebody forgets a part and you're waiting to hear that for your cue to start your solo or your yeah. your contribution. I think Milkwood too is a play that becomes yours. You own it, and that's a good point with any play. Um, but it's a play that casts. I still hear from from fifty years ago. I have a group of people coming to see this show because, yeah. They did it 50 years yeah, ago. right. 
Wow. So, I, that's a really big honor uh, to well, have. Or it's the love of Dylan Thomas, I think. And Maybe. he's got a way he worms into your heart and soul, and he doesn't leave. <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> and that's good, I think. That, yeah. uh, and, and it is National Poetry Month, so yes. if, if folks want to, that's right? okay <laughs> to uh, you know contribute or, or read more of his work. That would be a time to do that. Well, this first rehearsal, I read uh, his poem about In My Craft and Sullen Art, and every day somebody brings a poem to read before rehearsals. Oh. Is that just... That's beautiful. Yes. It's yes. really incredible. And my husband's favorite, favorite poem was uh, uh, Fern Hill. Mm. You know, I don't beautiful. think I know that one. Who's it's that a, by? It's Dylan Thomas. Oh, it's another yeah. Dylan Thomas. Yes, my daughter, one year when she was a senior, hadn't thought about Christmas presents. <laughs> like, maybe it's not coming this year. I don't know. And she said, what can I do for Dad? And I said, well, you could... You do beautiful calligraphy. You could do one of his poems. And, you know, if you don't finish it, that's fine. Well, what? Do, and I said, no, I've got materials, art materials. So <laughs> she, she did it in an hour and a half. She's a beautiful calligrapher, but there's one error in it that she pointed out. And I said, well, your dad will probably see that right away. But, you know, <laughs> in all art pieces, they do an error. There's a little error in the weaving. Right? Uh, painting is something. Bob Ross's happy accidents. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. That's exactly right. There are things that I remember at the high school, it's, the actors did something. I said, oh, that's good. Keep that. Keep that in. And they said, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> I don't know, but it was just perfect. You got to hear it. Don't you remember what you said, how you said it? Yeah. They were maybe so immersed that they got, you know, they were doing it yeah. from a place that yeah. was so central to them. They weren't watching it, right? And they and were that, in that right and that, zone. And that's this whole secret. When, when you bring a play to life, mm -hmm. it becomes yours and you are it. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's beautiful. And I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are really excited to... See this under Milkwood, Dylan Thomas at Spoken Word Theater Production, 50 North, right on Jefferson Parkway, right near the high school and the oh, it's a, the elementary school. The, Bridgewater. Thank you. Bridgewater right there. Uh, again, Thursday the 27th and Friday the 28th at 3 p.m. So no nighttime driving needed. <laughs> <laughs> and the tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for children. You can get those tickets now if you want to get them in advance or, or just... Uh, Get them at the door. I'm sure people could come and a little early or stay a little late, take a tour and learn a little bit about the 50 North. Sure. What we're, were some of the things you would show them if you took them on a tour? Um, well, you know, the pool is just, <laughs> that's the, that's a big draw. Um, so that's that's fun. People want to see that. Um, the fitness room, the art gallery, of course. Yeah, you've got, I saw uh, some photos that there's some new lighting and some uh, new display. Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's a really lovely place. It is. Right now, Arcadia um, has a show. Um, so the talented kids from 6th to 12th grade have their artwork up. But coming May 1st, um, Kathy Weed will display her beautiful quilts. And Jerry Thielen will have her fused glass display in the in the glass cabinets. And they both have classes upcoming as well. Yes, or yes, at least, at least both of them yeah, do. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought mm -hmm. I read that. Mm -hmm. So there is so much happening mm -hmm. at Fifty North, and mm -hmm. I just think that um, if you're looking for the vibrancy of Northfield, that would be the place to start. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People should should not. Um, it, you miss it, right? Because right. there's, there's something for you there. Even if you're not sure that you are, there's something. I bet there is. There is. There's there's card games, different kinds of card games every afternoon. There's Mahjong, Scrabble, um, lifelong learning classes, history groups, photography groups, biker groups, or pedal, pedaling bikes. Um, there probably could be motorcycle groups too. Right. There probably there are several several what that ride. That bikes on Saturday morning to Wanamingo is that connected with Fifty North? I don't. Nothing I'm I aware go to Wanamingo to the Area Fifty Seven because they got the best coffee in the whole wide world, <laughs> and they have huge cookies, huge. Oh. 
But on Saturday, you better get there before 10 o'clock because those biking people come in and they eat all the cookies. <laughs> so that's... That's some inside information. Inside <laughs> information. Also, there was a wonderful class yesterday. We had to be rehearsing in another room, and it was the mm -hmm. junk class. The decluttering. What to do with your oh. junk and how to do... <laughs> It was packed. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. I understand yeah. that. People There's... that are wanting to downsize. I didn't see anybody class. point the finger and something fly away. <laughs> the TV ad, right? But it was pretty, pretty neat. Well, let's give one last plug for the play. What would you say to somebody who's wondering uh, if this is something they should add to their calendar? Uh, I'd say give yourself a treat and try it. If you've never seen a play... If you've never, I think this is one you would enjoy. Um, I think it'll creep up on you. and um, In a good way. In a good way. And it's good literature, mm -hmm. beautiful poetry, beautiful poetry, and lots of fun, mm -hmm. lots of fun, and fun characters. Um, there are a few that have hats. We add oh, just a few. Just a few props. Like first voice has a boater because he plays this Mog Edwards, and just to keep it defined so we know he's taken in case people, but his attitude is very different. And, of course, um, uh, what? the Beowulf woman, she has like six different characters, so we've added a couple things. She wears a little cap, and she, she has a flower behind her ear at one point today. Which is in my bag. <laughs> you got it. I don't know if they're still rehearsing you. Right, right, right. Well, it's been such a pleasure. I sure appreciate learning more about Fifty North and hearing your story. And, and the play just—it runs an hour and a half, and there are no intermission. Perfect. So just, a lovely yeah. afternoon. Lovely afternoon. Yeah. Well, folks, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I thank you for joining me. I want to thank my guests today, Sylvia Langworthy and Michelle Loken from Fifty North. And I hope we'll see more of you uh, as, <laughs> as we, there's so much happening. Folks, I hope that you will take the time to add some Art Zany to your life, of course. And in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Enjoy weekends with Wendy, Saturday and Sunday mornings here on The One.